March 15, 2023, it's What for Pedro Show. <laughs> Got a mind to be a good boy Leave all you women alone Women all screaming my dog But I never raise my You'll have to come under my command Some people love in the winter And some love in the fall But I love early in the morning That's the best time of all Yes, I love my baby but my baby won't be here. I'm gonna follow you, baby. Follow you to your grave. Squish place right. Uh. 
Atmospheric river, yeah. Is that like oh, the, it's like the pipeline from the Straight, Hawaii, straight right? direct. It's not uh, cold enough to snow in the snowy places, but yeah. it's uh, big enough to make a mess for everybody. Oh, yeah. We're lucky here up yeah. north, right? right? Sacktown and yeah. shit, those yeah. people. Poor flooding uh, and Right. And current. speaking of which, uptown, 400 miles north, Oak Town, East Bay, because of those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention, we got... Brother KB, welcome aboard. Welcome. Hey, thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Absolute. We started the show off with, uh, I got a Mind Ramble Blues. This is John Coltrane with Johnny Hodges. They used to call it Johnny Hodges Rabbit. <laughs> and he's a big hero to John Coltrane, so this is when he was a young man getting to play with them. 1954, something live yeah. over the radios. And then something you gave me, Brother KB, Commando. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a tune yeah. called Bet Beasticles. <laughs> <laughs> Right? No, breasticles. I there you go. There you go. I knew you'd, I knew you'd catch it. Yeah, I'm you. a slow learner. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> so, okay, Brother KB, please, we got to first give uh, credit to Howard Wolfen for the connect. Dan, yes. I want to ask you to please bring your earliest musical recollection. <laughs> My earliest musical recollection? That's a, that's a hard one, man. My parents were both musicians, so... Earliest would be uh, hanging around the kitchen with mom and mom singing. And, you know, there was a lot of singing uh, in my early uh, years, you know, just coming up. They were musicians. So in the pad, besides your mom's voice, of course, the voice is an instrument. But was there other musical instruments? Uh, You know, not so much, except, uh, well, that's not true. My dad played piano. We did have a piano. I messed around with that, but uh, what I remember is when I was, oh, I don't know, maybe nine years old, eight, nine, running into the kitchen telling my mom that, look, I built a guitar. And what I had done is I took a tambourine and like a broomstick and some rubber bands, and I was like, look, I built a guitar. And she was like, child. And she actually got me uh, like an acoustic guitar because she realized I was interested. Well, that's happening. Cool. Yeah, she so was that, gonna that, bitch slap me the next week. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll make one myself. You know? Now, so, so, Katie, let me yeah. get this straight. You didn't have to go through the fucking the torture of piano lesson experience. Nah, I didn't. Oh, have to okay, even though that. there was one in the pad, and you, right? you said you jumped on it, you had some fun with it. Yeah, I, you know, a little bit. I, I, I was much more interested in stringed instruments than playing the piano, but I was probably intimidated because my dad was freaking hella good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought with your own money? That's a good one. Uh, So long ago, it's hard for me to say, but I feel like it was probably Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. 
it was like an old one of the albums with it opened up and all the animation all over yeah oh pedro right he did that you know yeah did man, the little right. cartoons and shit yeah exactly yeah. yeah that caught my eye what about the, first gig you saw first gig i saw wow Michael, that's that's hard to say my my older sisters were uh, one of my sisters was an actress so i probably one of the first performances i saw would have yeah. been at like uh the new lafayette theater in harlem okay so yeah. going my sister doing her thing but music wise i didn't get into going out to shows until i met the guys in nasty facts and uh that... yeah, we'll get to that i want to jump yeah. ahead let, let, let's keep it way in the fucking primal stages what about <laughs> at school let, let me ask you about school yeah. were you in the fucking marching band or the choir or shit like that we didn't really have that kind of thing i went to a, a school that was kind of on the small side in brooklyn heights we uh we did have things like uh, uh, how do I explain this? I played the recorder, you know, fourth grade. And on, let me tell the uh, listeners, people, that's kind of like a flute. Kind of. We're exactly. not talking tape recording. I just watched last night on South Park the recorder okay. episode. There you go. I played the recorder. <laughs> it's kind of diatonic. It's got holes in it. There you go, and you blow it. You know. Right. But uh, they had me doing baroque music. I mean, literal baroque music. Uh, and so that's kind of where I timing, you know, right? Yeah. You look, know, I wanna uh, before we get to the because I want to ask you about after school you know not graduate but in the afternoon sure. the garage band the basement band the bedroom sure. band but first I want to play the stuff you gave me from the Irvin Claw Trio earn it oh yeah Team, 
know it's true Without your love This club is empty We work hard And battle through We paid the price To entertain you But more Much more than this We do it our way Paid up
simply constructed with little thought of long-term reinforcement, the bridge survived each and every flood, still standing for us when the waters would recede. Because of the bridge, one unified settlement grew on both shores of Bayou Tesh. Firewood, half dry and half moist. Husky patriots armed with dog whistle jargon meet behind the rose hedges. Her brother had become inattentive at his job at the meat processing plant, consumed with his quest to find a cache of treasure buried in a brass bucket by retreating French pirates two centuries past. The Order of the Star has been abolished. The electric lights turned off, and our eyes are recalibrating, accustoming themselves to natural light only. Considering whether to flee to remain reinvented. Reedy, languid, almost melodies 
float across the water. From somewhere behind the tall live oaks. Detached, but not indifferent. I should not disrupt the purity of this bayou-side sundown by speaking. Cloudy, sharp and sour raspberry lemonade served from a chipped and opaque, sweating, heavy glass pitcher. Thick pine smoke in our eyes, already moist with tears. Manifestations of Siva on the horizon. Hard trials and great tribulations. Thank you.
sweetest maple syrup, chocolate cake, bubble gum, sweetest confectioner's sugar, you sweetheart you, fun as a bag full of diamonds, pot of gold at the rainbow's end, a crystal chandelier, you sweetheart you. Sunny day in May, a pair of brand new shoes, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you sweetheart you, wonderful as a bouquet of roses, snowflakes on our noses, good as good, I suppose is, you sweetheart you. Show that chunk of music started off with Irvin Claw Trio and Earn It. And we had Spice Pistols from their new EP, Our Way. Uh, guided by Voices, Queen of Spaces. Queen of Space, I think that was uh, not Eva Gabor, Jaja. Uh-huh. She gets all burned up. Obama's Prendered after that, A Walk in the Disenchanted Wood. Rabutan with Bill Shoot, A Walk, no, Bridge on the Bayou. Born, that's East Bay, right? El Cerrito, very northwest bayou that John Fogarty. <laughs> right, uh, 19 minutes, 40 seconds. Greatest name for a band. Mercury, <laughs> the winged messenger. Street sex after that with collared. Kept collared means uh, right around the neck. Baby. Uh-huh. I think I remember uh, maybe uh, Animals, Pink Floyd. Was, it's still England, a way of th- saying something. Was fitted. <laughs> Oh. With collar and chain. <laughs> like, I would never say it. That, that project we did with Graham Lewis, me and Bob Lee. 
Uh, Brother Matt Smith. Makes it sound classic. We call it fitted because I, I like we would never use that fucking <laughs> word. We know what it means. We don't use it. Okay. Uh, brand new band out of Dublin, Ireland. Hubert Selby Jr. Infants with fangs and a cape. Yeah, say no more, right? The oh. island after that out of Canada with Socio Zero. And that's spelling zero with the X, people. Jad Fair and Samuel Locke Ward. Brand new album. And you, sweetheart, you. And finally... It's from you, Brother KB, the Young Lovers, Younger Lovers, that's with Shubi right. Lee, Shabuli, Shabuli, sorry. Shabuli, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, Shabuli, Shabuli. Yeah. Lots yeah. of slow learning. Okay, now let's get back to where we were, like, after school, but not graduate, but in the afternoon, the bedroom band, the uh, basement band. Yeah, well, you know. Garage band, let me know. Yeah, Nasty Facts started out as a cover band, and uh, yeah, we actually practiced in our drummer's basement in Park Slope in Brooklyn, you know, uh, and that was cool because uh, his parents just let us hang out, smoke weed, whatever, and as long as they knew where we were, they were cool, so we stayed in the basement pretty much all the time in the summer, you know, when there was no school, it was like, that's where we were, just hanging out, working on songs, you know. Now, uh, how many pieces was the band? Four-piece band, two guitars, bass, and drums. And I'm going to guess, but that basement, it belonged to the drummer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's a guy in the rear with all the gear. There you go. That's the way it we goes. We got him, like, set up, tear down every fucking track, right? Yeah, he was all set. You know, okay. all of us, we just left our gear there. Yeah, yeah. You just jump on and ride. It was so, great. you said you guys started out, you like me and D. Boone, copying songs off records. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when I joined the band, you know, they were like when I auditioned. Oh, they already had the band. Yeah, Brad and Jeff, the two guitar players, and uh, they had a band for a while. They're younger than I am, actually. A couple years. Was it called Nasty Facts? Yeah, no, they they were called Pandemonium. Okay. Good name change. (laughs) Yeah, right. For real. The uh, their their bass player left town, and I jumped in and. They wanted me to audition. They said, here, learn the songs on this album. They gave me Kiss Alive 2. So I learned a bunch of Kiss songs, and that's how I wound up in Pandemonium. Yeah, kissing right? too far from you, right? They're queens. In, hey, right, you know, so keeping it all in the hood, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I heard uh, that they were yeah. called, before they were called Kiss. Look, me and Deep Boom, we saw a Kiss before, like three or four times before they even had an album. They'd yeah, open, oh, wow. yeah, they'd open up for anybody like Wishbone Ash or Savoy Brown or anyway, they were called Wicked Lester. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, another good name change. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the S's, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. So you passed the audition. I passed the audition. I thought I was a god. I was like, wow, this is so easy. I can play these songs, you know. It's uh, it's it's kiss songs, it's four chords, right? So when you're a little kid and you're just starting, like that was my first time trying to play the bass guitar at all. Oh, it was bass guitar. Uh, yeah, okay. I was the bass player. I was the bass player. Because uh, you told me you built a, ba- a banjo out of the tambourine and broom. Right, So right. where did you and get I, this I, fucking... I, I'm one of those cats. Where did you get the bass? Where did you get the bass? Check this out. Well, okay, so the guys in Pandemonium were like, we want you to audition. So I was like, sure, sure, I'll audition. I go home, I go, Ma, what's a bass? I need one because I'm going to be in a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she took me to a pawn shop, bless her soul. Yeah. Took me to a pawn shop. We, we rescued a, 
a Harmony bass and a Kalamazoo bass amp. Whoa. And we talked the guy down to like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And that, that was it. I was off, off and running. So that's your first bass. Uh-huh. And so you get it just for this fucking tryout for these pandemonium I, guys. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I was like, I'm going to be in a band and I'm going to do this. And I just. Now before that, brother KB, can I ask you, sure. did you have some experience with the guitar? Just messing around at home, you know, nothing, not because really. Because you said no. your mom we got, was so sad for you playing that tambourine and broom. <laughs> she got you, yeah. you know, what, what kind of guitar did she get you? Did she get you an acoustic one like, or electric one? Yeah, an acoustic. And I, That's I usually everybody's first guitar, right? And then they're wondering, yeah. why doesn't it sound like the fucking shit on the records? Well, you know, exactly, right? But I kind of just dealt with it. And to be honest, the songs on the Nasty Facts... Uh, EP yeah. were written off that acoustic. They were like, it's like a guitar that I had broken the strings. I had like three strings left on it. I never re-strung it. And I just, that's what I fucked around on, you know? Okay. And uh, so I wrote those songs on a piece of an acoustic guitar. Now that's home. getting down the road though, because you just joined these guys' band and you guys are copying, right? Nobody's writing songs yet. Right, right, exactly. But you know, you want to know how we started doing original stuff? Bring, bring it, bring it. Yeah, check it. So, so there was another band in the neighborhood. We all went to school together. First of all, we all went to the same school. All right. And, uh, there were other. There was this other group of kids that were older than us that lived in the neighborhood, but they were a band called the Speedies, and they were playing at like Max's Kansas City, and Whoa. we were like, "How do you guys get to play in clubs? We want to play in clubs." And they they go, "Well, first you got to learn how to write your own songs, right?" And we're, <laughs> We're like three yes. years younger than them, and we were just like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. You know, we didn't get that they were dissing us, you know. <laughs> we were just like, sure, great, okay. And we went home and started trying to write songs. And eventually, uh, I had the three songs that got chosen to be on the EP, but all of us were trying to write songs. We were all, we were. Well, okay, we do you remember the first song you wrote for them? Uh, yeah, I do. It was kind of funny it actually if i think about it now it was a lot it was very slow it was kind of a blues thing it's called strange disease or something i don't know but it was like it, it it's kind of a blues thing now that i look back on it you know but uh eventually you I know really... what there's a slow song about a disease i remember off the third wipers album huh Sound yeah, right. I don't know. A, a, an alien. Uh, uh, no one likes an alien or some shit like that. Uh, Greg they, Sage is singing. You know? Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah, Greg yeah. Sage, uh, Wipers was a big deal to us. When he saw the Minuteman gig up in Portland, Oregon, oh my God, we couldn't believe uh, he was there. Debo went through the stage, kept playing, didn't stop. <laughs> okay, you know, so what band was a huge changing, life changing experience for me? was when I saw the Bad Brains oh, great when man. I was 15. Great. Check this out. We got to open for them. I was freaking 15. We opened for the Bad Brains in some little club in Manhattan. Uh, run by 87? Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah. Can't remember the name of the bar. Damn. I damn. think it was called A7 because they like held court there for a little while. Yeah, it might have been A7, but I think this was even before A7 was around, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, okay, okay. It was run by this woman named Uma, Uma, and she, and I can't, damn, I wish I could remember the name of the club. But anyway, we got to open for the Bad Brains. That changed my life, because to see black guys playing punk like they played, man, yeah. 
blew my mind. I was like, okay, there is a place for me. I'm, I'm going to be all right if I do this. It's going to be fine. Incredible they changed cast. my life. They changed my life, seriously. Yeah, that that was some some band. I mean, they yeah. they they they, they uh, raised the bar up for yeah. all of us in the movie. Hell yeah, amazing. So, so tell me it's about so okay. So that strange disease. Yeah. Did you when you played it for the guys? What was their opinion? Well, uh, honestly, I don't remember. I know that we started playing it and we recorded it for a demo. That was one of the three songs on our very first demo. And where'd you record it? Ah, I wish I could remember, bro. It was like, Studio? you know what I think may have happened is we may have recorded it at, uh, Brad was the guitarist in the band. His dad was an engineer for National Lampoon. They used to, he used to do all the comedy records and shit. I so I'm those. pretty sure he took us into his studio on an off time, you know, and we recorded like three songs real quick. Like, so. Okay. Do you remember the first fucking gig? Ah, our, well, it wasn't know, that Bad Brains gig, we were, was it? The first gigs, we were still a cover band. So we were gigging, but the first real club gig, I do yeah. remember. But that was at CBGB's, and I was probably 15. I was the oldest one in the band, so all the other guys were like 12 and 13. Jesus. And we played CBs. And <laughs> actually, CBs and Maxes kind of took us uh, under their wings, like Hilly and uh, Pete Crowley from yeah. Max. Yeah. took us under their wing and would book us once a month at least at their, their spots. And it was uh, good times. Well, good how time. was that that first gig where you're playing your own material? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, I, you know, that like that was the first time I played in the club. So I mean, it, they didn't throw shit. I'm, I'm asking, was it success, failure? Yeah, no, it went well. People okay, were kind right. of blown away because we were little kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. We seriously little kids. I now... Mean, uh, obviously, that little you guys not really torn. You can't even drive. Nah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, you know, actually, for New Yorkers, don't drive anyway because it's too fucking hard to park. But exactly. Hey, can no, I ask you this, brother KB? How did you get shit around on the train? We hired, we hired a roadie. We hired this guy, and he would come pick us up, take us to the show, and then after the show eventually he'd come and pick us up and take us back home. But he was also the roadie, and this is way back, this is like 77, 78, he was yeah, also yeah. the roadie for the Ramones. So whoa, we were whoa. low on the totem pole. So there were nights where we'd be waiting for fucking ever for him to come <laughs> get us. You know, be like, oh, sorry, man, Joe, we had this box of pizza. He was wandering around the intersection, couldn't get him in the in the van. I'm sorry, whatever, you know. So, Wild, oh, man. wild times. So, what about in school? Did you do music for school? Like I said, I did play the recorder. <laughs> no, but later on, like high school, like or even after, like graduating, did you want to go to music school, like at Berkeley School of Music or some shit? Nah, like you know what? I'm I'm kind of I'm pretty much self-taught on yeah. all the instruments I play. I'm a multi-instrumentalist, so I play drums, I play bass, I play guitar. And I sing and, and write songs, right? And I've done that all my life, but but self-taught. When I, uh, they wanted me to go to college for music. They wanted me to go to Oberlin in Ohio. Oberlin in Ohio, and, yeah. And play famous. Baroque music on the recorder. And I couldn't, I was like, I'm sorry. That's really not where I see myself going at this point <laughs> in life. Makes sense. Uh, well, yeah. let, me, let me know. How long did Nasty Facts last? Uh... 
by my calculations, we were together something like eight or nine years, to Whoa. be honest. We were together a long time, but we just kind of, when I graduated from high school and it was time for college and adulting and all the things, I just kind of had to keep moving, you know, and eventually I wound up out here in California. But yeah, I kind of, things just changed. Adulting got in the way and the band, we all just kind of grew up and grew apart, you know. It happens, it happens. Well, what about the yeah. stuff like you've given me? The Younger Lovers, Commando, Irvin Claw Trio? Um, well, you know, those are bands that are, for example, Commando is a group that's out right now. They're on fire right now. Okay, actually. see, I didn't know the timeline, so some stuff yeah. is contemporary and some stuff's way back in your past. Exactly, right? exactly. Now, Commando, they're uh, made up of a bunch of people, but one of the folks in the band, and they're amazing. Uh, one of the folks in the band is, is, uh, a bandmate of mine currently in a group that I play in called the Homemobiles. So I put, I gave you that, the commandos cut track yeah. for you to check them out. Now the younger lovers, that's a guy, Brontes Purnell, who has been in a, quite a few bands. He's also black punk rock kind of cat who is, uh, he's queer, and, and back in the day, I don't know, when I, I got this, this is so long ago, I got a MySpace message saying, <laughs> are you really the ex-lead singer of Nasty Facts? Because if you are, you changed my life. And I was wow. like, who, who is this little cute chocolate gay boy writing me, right? And uh, so we wound up being friends, and I, I, he was the, he's the reason I even found out that Nasty Facts had a shelf life. Like I had moved so far away, you know, like it was the last thing on my mind was a band, my first band from when I was 15. I tell I you, I tell you music is, music's a beautiful connect. It just is. It's wild. Look, can it's we continue wild. this? Cause we're at the end of the first hour, brother. Katie. For sure. For sure. For March 15, sure. Ides of March. Caesar went down today, uh, <laughs> what, almost 2000 years ago. <laughs> Be careful, people, especially if you're on the <laughs> stairs. First hour, uh, Watt Peter, our special guest, Brother KB, Brother Matt, hold tight, hour two. March 15, 2023, second hour, Watt for Pete Rose Show. Okay, stay where you are. We're going to do one more. I follow you to the ends of the earth. I never leave you for all that's worth. When I'm not with you, I don't know what to do. But that's because I'm crazy about you.
Star 
Pedro Show, start off the second hour. People, here's Nasty Facts. Okay, we're a little out of sequence here, but Watts a slow learner, and he's learning about Brother J.B. and his musical journey. He's getting it together. Crazy about you. Then Alexander Hack after that with 10.5 points from his little opera about some uh, hypothetical young person in Berlin. Shit in the Midnight Mexican Highway. Wasted. This is out of Japan. I don't know what the name means. Maybe they don't either. <laughs> Head boggle after that. That here's a East Bay band. Head boggle. Yeah. 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 Dazzler. Nasty facts. Another tune. Drive my car. Diane. Don't really. I love. I love the wreck uh, sounds at the end there. Maybe not drive my car <laughs> or drive my car safely. <laughs> okay. Diane Marie Club after that with you found yourself. Francisco Fuzaro slash froze with improvisio in a minore, homaggio A-E-M. And then Adam Trumbull with Love Won't Act. Nasty facts for third time, people. Get to you. Midwestern medicine after that, the gold baton part two. They can give me part one, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. Ration out of Reno with the doctors in. And finally, it's from you, brother KB. Fatty cakes and the puff pastries with panic <laughs> attack. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, enlighten us to fucking fatty cakes and the puff pastries. Uh, yeah, they, they're a band that's happening right now. Um, all I can say is look them up, man. They're they're too much fun live. Uh, all all women, uh, punk, great, 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 just hella funny. They're, they're hilarious, and their songs have a message, and... I don't know. I can't say enough good things about their eye candy. They're hilarious. They're, they're, you know. I mean, they got a song called Panic Attack. Come on. Yeah, I'm way on. into it. Way into it. Now, you, you, I played just now in that chunk of music, Three Nasty Habits. Uh, nasty <laughs> Facts. <laughs> thinking of fucking Rolling Stones, right? <laughs> nasty Facts. Uh, did you write those three tunes? Those are all mine, yeah. I wrote those three. And what, um, would you make demos, or would you come in and show the guys, or... Yeah, I, I would probably just put, you know, myself on a little cassette deck and bring it yeah. in to the kids, to the guys, and then we'd all just kind of work it out, you know. But, okay, but like uh, you said, after eight, nine out. years, it ran its course. And you say you end up in California. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? Accident? Well, uh, it's a long story. That We're talking 45 years ago, but I'll try to condense it for you. I, I wound up out of nasty facts. I kind of had been spoiled. Like, I didn't want to work a job i just wanted to be a working musician this has been the theme of my life i just want to be a working artist who can sustain myself doing art of any kind but music in particular so i wound up for a little while being a session player in new york like people knew me as a bass player so i got hired to do recording sessions for people play in gigs for people whatever whatever whoever was going to pay me i was down right I did that for a few years and, and realized that actually that's not what I wanted. I didn't want to be a side guy, the session guy, whatever, whatever. I wanted to be working on original music. And New York is too hard to, to keep a, a, a band together. You know, everyone's of the musicianship that I was looking for. We were all getting offers from people with money, right? Real money. And I, I just said, you know what? I need to get I need to get my head together and figure this out. Not to mention being queer, being trans. I had a lot on my mind. I was trying to navigate a lot of things, right? So I wound up deciding on, you know, go west, young man. Just I'm gonna go check out California. Yeah. I thought, you know, 
what's the where should I go? I, I don't know anything. And I thought LA is the sister city to New York, right? Or whatever. Right. So I'm gonna go to LA. I wound up in LA in Hollywood working in the film industry. And that took up like because I'm also an audio engineer, by the way. And I, I I didn't tell you guys that, but I'm an audio engineer. I wound up working doing post-production sound for like really bad horror movies for a while. You know, like Puppet Master and Trancers one, two, and three and things like that. Just Horror, bad horror movies, but it was fun, you know. And you got to pay the rent. And I paid the bills, exactly. And in fact, I made more money than I'd ever made. And I, you know, so that was an interesting learning experience. But again, that took up so much of my time that I couldn't be in a band. I kept trying to be in bands. I had no time to go to rehearsals because I was always editing video shit, you know. So I had, that was another life, you know, learning moment for me. And um, eventually I wound up in San Francisco where people are just a little more free and they were, well, were a little more free and a little crazy. And I thought, yeah, now I'll find some crazy folks who will put the time and energy in to being in a band that it takes to make a band work, right? And so I kind of did that thing out here. Uh, But I wasn't playing punk music. I wound up in the 90s being uh, playing hip-hop a lot, a lot of hip-hop bass in live bands. And, uh, you know, that was interesting. But I, I played throughout my life just about every kind of music you can name. I mean, I've played guitar in a soca project. I've played, oh. I played freaking, uh, I actually played keyboards in a reggae band. I played, I play everything, anything. I just love music, period. Yeah. So, you know, and, but here I am now, I just had my 60th birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I'm actually in a working punk band again, playing drums. So, you know, and if you told me that this would be happening 20, 30, 40 years ago, if you'd say, oh, yeah, you're going to be, when you're 60, you're going to be drumming in a punk band that goes on tour. I'd have been like, yeah, what are you smoking? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> well, how it was did it the last thing in my Katie? mind. Let me know so, how that happened. How did you end up playing drums for a punk band that's well, going to go on tour? Well, I, I've been in the Bay Area for 30-something years now, and so I have community of lots of crazy queer and trans punk folks and artists, you know, and uh, one of my, some of my buddies back in the day were in a band called Tribe 8, and uh, they're like, they were like uh, all, all queer, female uh, punk band, right, and uh, everyone loves Tribe 8, Tribe 8, so I've known these guys forever, ever, ever, you know, fast forward now, the lead singer from Tribe 8, is someone named Lynn Breedlove, Lenny Breedlove. Lenny had a new band called The Homobiles. Now, they were about to, they had a gig where they were going to be opening for a band called Pansy Division. It was a big deal Oh, gig. I know about Pansy Division. Yeah, okay, so it was a big deal gig. Their drummer quit the band like two weeks before the gig, and they were going to have to cancel. And I was like, hey, you guys, you know, I don't know if you know, but I play drums. Yeah, I can play, I'll sit in for the show. Don't, don't cancel the gig. Don't do that. You know, so I learned their songs, jumped up there, did the show. And dude, I had so much fun playing punk for the first time since like Nasty Facts days that I was just like, this is a blast. What the hell? And, you know, the gig went so well that I've been with the band ever since. And that was three years ago or so. I don't know. Now, so, you say you played everything, but did you actually play drums in a band before that? 
yeah, I, I, I've hired myself out as a drummer, as a bassist, as a guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, I understand yeah. that, but, man, a drummer. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I think if you can, my, my personal opinion, if you can play drums, you can probably play anything because it's all rhythm-based, you know? Yeah. They're all different. All the instruments are different, of course, but I love drumming. It's an incredible workout, especially punk drumming. And uh, it's, it's just a, it's such a good time to be playing loud, fast music again. So uh, that Pansy Division gig was a success, and you've been in the band ever since. Exactly, wow. exactly. Now, is it only gigs? Have you recorded with these cats? We're, uh, we're in the process right now of getting some new stuff out. There's, we recorded one song over the pandemic times, but each of us recorded our parts at home, and then... Everybody sent the stuff to me, and I mixed it. And that we, that was a cover of Which Side Are You On? Yeah, Woody Guthrie. We're going to play it next hour. Okay, great, great. yeah, because I was... Okay, yeah. okay. So that'll be me on drums, Lenny Breedlove singing. Uh, uh, Fury is a guitar player who used to be in a band. Oh, I, their name is slipping my mind, but it'll, it'll come to me. Um, so now the homobiles uh, were in the process of... of getting these some new songs, new original material, because I've become part of the songwriting team with the Homobiles now, so we're, we're moving forward. It's pretty cool. I'm very, very happy. And speaking of moving along, yeah. it's that time in part of the show to move along to Brother Matt and his spin cycle. Right on. This one's going out for KB.
Vince Maroney coming up with some sax.
every time Feel so good Did you hear me? Are you listening? Aren't you listening? Did you hear me? Number 10 to 9 Missing A radish target Death A ruby dropper Trickles What's the moment Sick and silent
Did it. Brother Matt, what made you do what you did to us this installment? I'm, I'm going to blame KB for that, uh, mentioning his first record being Parliament, so that yep. was kind of fun to dig out, and then uh, mentioned Hurley, so we yep. got uh, some Wrinkling Bros in there off of Spike, yep. mentioned Flipper, had some Flipper in there, we had yep. the Bon Bonds, just because, too, yeah, yeah, a little different twist. Yeah, and Bon Bon, Pedro's own. Yeah, because he said something about supporting local friends' bands. That's so. right. <laughs> That's Raul's wife. Honey. Right. <laughs> okay, Brother Matt, thank you so much. People, March 15, 2023, Dishwa Pedro Solhotar for Hour 3. March 15, 2023, it's the third hour of Pedro.
George and Budweiser. Sure beats sipping on hand sanitizer. in the war but I can't crack a frown George and Budweiser never let me down Yeah.
show. Start off the third hour. Homobiles with which side are you on? Thank you, Mr. Guthrie. And, and really happening the interpretation there, Brother King. Hey, thank you. Thank Tragic you. assembly after that out in North Carolina with Blurry. And the fill in the stand-up. Bajan Boy out of the Netherlands. Brother AJ. Accordion Ohm. Accordion. <laughs> Look, take the K out of punk rock, you got pun rock. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hand we put the pun back in punk rock. That's right. If you're missing it, That's check good. us out. Pineapple Empress from South London after that. All I want to see. Scrapers Papers. That's a good name. <laughs> Georgian Bud Wiser. <laughs> and finally, this is something you gave me, Brother K KD. Yeah. Ayanako with oh, Particle yeah. Mace. What's that? Ayanako. Ayanako. They're awesome. They okay. were awesome. Unfortunately, they broke up. But oh, yeah. sorry. Great band from Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Buddies are yours? Uh, not, yeah, buddies of mine, exactly. Very talented. Very talented. Chocolate. Little queer chocolate folk. Very cool. And where in the drum set you're using yeah. with homobiles. Right. I mean, do you have a, a big batch of music gear, or did you have to get something for them? Uh, I don't have a big batch of gear, and it's a funny story. That drum kit, I, at first I was borrowing a kit from the bass player for the Homobiles, but we were at, in our rehearsal space, which we, was a huge, it's a place called OMC, Oakland Music Complex, uh, and we were walking into rehearsal. In the hallway outside of the office was this pile that just looked like a pile of crap. To me, like, I just walked by it. We get to the rehearsal room. My bass player goes, hey, did you see that drum kit in the hallway? And I was like, what drum kit? Right? I go back and I look, and it's like, this kit looks like it's been beat to hell. It's like somebody's old punk rock kit. It's got a piece of paper on it that says 60 bucks. I'm like, no. Oh. Oh. You know, I, I kicked a couple of skins. I'm like, you know, this, this kit with a little TLC might be all right. 60 bucks. Price is right. So I bought it, and I freaking took it all apart cleaned every bit, put it all back together, new skins, new symbols, new snare, and now it sounds like God. And I feel like I built it myself. You know what I mean? It's like very special kit to me. I love this kit. It's a Tama. It's a Tama kit. It's great. It's a great kit. It was kit. meant to be. You just stumbled exactly. onto it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I'm, I'm one of the luckiest people that you've never heard of. I'm just saying. My <laughs> life has been charmed. Seriously, yo. I'm serious. I mean... You know, about, I don't know, 17 years ago, I yeah. started my own production company here in the Bay Area called Queer Rebel Productions, and uh, we pretty much exist to give voice and a platform to queer and trans artists of color, and uh, we've been doing it forever, and it's still, we're still going strong, we, we, uh, uh, we now have a, a residency program where we teach young artists how to navigate the art world, how to write grants, how to produce events, that type of thing. So I feel like I'm helping to build community, a community that I did not have when I was young coming up and trying to navigate the world and life, you know. So I'm just trying to give back because I've been a very lucky, I've had a charmed existence and uh I'd like to share that with folks who don't have the kind of options that I lucked into so many times in my life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's very, 
very kind of you because a lot of people shit hoarders, you know, and grabbing for the short and curlies. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people are going for the big fame. I want to be famous. I want yeah, to be, I, yeah. I grew up in New York. I saw that shit, and I was like, you know what? I want to be a working musician, period. I don't want to be famous. I want to be a working musician. So I'm, like, living the dream, to be honest with you. I'm I'm pretty freaking happy. Uh, I got I got very few complaints. I'm sure, a little more money would be nice, but I get to hang out with, like, my friends and go on the road and play loud music. I mean, come on, I'm having a ball. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I think that's really healthy attitude, man. Hey, True. thank you. You gave me this music here, brother Caden. Yeah, Death yeah. threat, lollygaggers from Midway ah, yeah. Squares. Let's let's listen. Right on.
from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. We started that chunk off with middle-aged queers doing death threat in parentheses, lollygaggers. George Hurley would use that word, lollygag. It meant like fucking... I remember, remember that guy, Gary Larson, Farsight? Yeah, 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 yeah. He had this one, there'd be one panel comics, mm. right? Right. And he had like these fucking cowboy dudes, there was like starting line. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it said at the bottom, 100-yard mosey. These motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they were lollygagging. <laughs> well, see, Death Threat... What's that? I was going to say, Death Threat, the song, was by the lollygaggers. Middle-aged queers did... Oh, okay, they're the original artists, so they covered them. Okay. No, 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 lollygaggers, that, that, I think you just have it typed wrong. It's lollygaggers who did the song Death Threat. Okay. Middle-aged queers is a separate band. Okay, okay, okay. And their song is Size Queen. I That's believe. right. We're gonna play that. Got played last there. Okay, right. so if shit got written down. Really, I'll, I'll correct it for the playlist. All right, very cool. What? And those are both uh, local open friend band, you know, bands that uh, are friends of mine and who I have. I actually went on the road with middle-aged queers when their drummer couldn't do it, and then again, I get some gigs with them when they're bass The Rescue, again. Yeah, oh yeah. The and then with, with the lollygaggers, I wound up playing drums for them when their drummer couldn't do it, so, That's great. yeah. That's bitchy. Noise yeah. Suke after that, words from a friend. The Ugly Blankets with our UD experience. A little take <laughs> on Jimmy's tune. Yeah. Right. Uh, handsome Furs out of Finland with talking Hotel Arbat Blues. Doot, doot. In parentheses, if only the solution was this easy. And Mountain Offense, Brother Philip. And Mammoth really, he said the snow was so heavy, it came through the window. Oh, man. Wow, we. And then finally, Queen Size, Middle Age Queers. Now I got that right. right. Size okay. Queen. So, size Queen. Size Queen. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Not queen size. That's a bed. <laughs> sorry about it. Brother KB, what's up next? You said you guys are, are, are getting ready to record. Yeah, yeah. Got some new material we're stoked about. We're, we're doing the gigs and playing the songs in front of people. And then we want to get them in the studio as soon as possible because it's like, you know, the, the, the band doesn't sound like... The Homobiles does not sound like it used to sound. The Homobiles was together many years before I joined the band. And now that I'm in the band uh, and we have a new bass player, it's just a, it's a new iteration of the band. So we're, we're about to get the new songs recorded. And, uh, but it's great you to know, join the band. You know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes, sometimes an old band wants to keep it going just by replacing dudes and having dudes think like they were the original pet mm. cats. But then other bands, they evolve. Hey, we got different cats. The band's going to sound different. Yeah, I think that we're of that category. We, we're different, and we, we know it, and we're, you know, we're excited to, to do uh, new music. It's, uh, it's, songwriting is a big part of it, you know. Sure. So. Composition's really important, and I love the idea of the drummer involved. Too many times the drummer shut out of the composition part. Yeah, no, but see, I'm because I play all the instruments, you know, we, we'll sit down together with all of us on guitars and just write stuff, you know, and, and then we take it and, and, and amplify it and figure out how we're, it's really going to roll, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, big... Now, if people wanted to find out more about you on the internet, where would they go, Brother Kate? 
you could look up the homemobiles on Bandcamp and Spotify and all that. Um, you can also look up Queer Rebel Productions. We're at QueerRebels.org. Um, and uh, yeah, that, 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 that's a That's us. That's us. And there's these corporate websites also. to people. Uh, homemobiles. Brother KB, any final advice that you would give to somebody just getting, you know, me and you, are, we're over 60, we've been in this racket a while. Yeah, man. I, I would just say, you know, follow your heart. Don't try for the big fame, blah, blah, mainstream, bl- DIY, man. Do it yourself. And Walt your Whitman, 1855, leaves the grass, people. He put out 12 yeah. poems to try to stop the Civil War. It didn't work, but he put I, his heart into it. You know, just KB, like, when you get done with this uh, Homobiles album, when you come back on the show, we can play it and talk about it. Oh, hells yeah. Okay, I'm, invites I'm, open. You Brother got Matt, it. You got thank it. you so much for the years. Always essential aiding in and a bet. Pleasure. Hey, Next happy week, to got John Tooby. Right on. Brother <laughs> KB, keep on keeping on, right? Yeah, you too, man. Okay. Thanks a lot, Tabby. People, it's Appreciate been it. March 15, 2023 edition. Wap for Pedro. She'll keep your powder dry.